0: The scripture reading we're taken from the book of Romans twelve, eleven to twenty-one. Not slothful in business, in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in standing prayer. Distributing to the necessity of the saints, giving to the hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and not curse. Rejoice with them that rejoice, weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one unto the other. Mind not high things, but consider to all men of low estate. Be not wise in your own consist. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honestly in sight of all men. If it's possible, as much as lies in you, live peacefully with all men. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourself, but rather give pains unto wrath. For its reason, virgins is mine; I repay, saith the Lord. Therefore, if thy enemy is hung, hungry, feed him; if he's thirsty, give him water to drink. For a coal of, shall be heap, of fire shall be heaped upon his head. Be not overcome with evil, but overcome evil with good.
1: And so Romans, there we go. That's nice. You're gonna have to get that fixed. It's funny what happens here, you know, I just was out back, locked my keys in my, in my office. So I went out to put my microphone on. So I locked my keys in the office, then I had to run downstairs to the nursery to get Cheryl's keys to get in my office, to get back, to put it on, then I came out here. So that's, you never know quite what's going on. And then the sound goes. So it's one of those days, eh? So let's see how focused we can remain. I went to see Mission Impossible last night, Tom Cruise's Dead Reckoning. Anybody seen this yet? Oh, come on, you guys. (laughs) You got lives to live or what are you doing out there? Go to the films. You got to see that one in a big screen, okay? You can't wait till it goes on a little screen because you really lose the whole scene. Big screen, that one for sure. He's on a motorbike and he goes right off, and he does it real, this is him, he goes right off a cliff and then goes into a parachute, this is Tom Cruise, and sails down, like he does his own stunts, it's quite amazing really. story itself is quite weak, but apart from that, there's good good things going on in there. Totally harmless really, it's like a comedy. But what struck me about it is much of it is actually shot in Rome. So a lot of it is shot there, and of course they have the, you know, the typical chase scenes where he's in a little fiat going up and down the stairs around the Colosseum and so on, being chased, usual stuff. But a lot of it is Rome. And so Rome was the biggest city in the world 2,000 years ago, over a million people in Rome. And this is the city that Paul is writing about. So, this text that was read, that whole text, verses 1 to 21, is to the church, a community of faith living in the city of Rome, which the shots last night in the movie are what would have been there, half of it. So, that city, this message. And so this message is for us still 2,000 years later. So we're invited to reflect on it, and I'm not going to look, obviously, at the whole text because it's too much, but there's a couple of verses there that I think are useful for us. So he begins, I appeal to you, the Apostle Paul, therefore, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which note is your spiritual worship? How you live your lives is just as much part of your spiritual worship as singing songs in church. So it starts with the critical moment, I urge you, depends on your translation, I urge you, I beseech you, I appeal to you. Romans is dense theology, right? You know it, I mean if you read from chapter one right through to chapter 11, there's a lot of heavy theological stuff going in there, heavy theological language, but it leads us to this point where he now says, I urge you, I beseech you, I appeal to you to act. So the call ultimately is for you and for me to act. Our concrete action. How you will live your life in light of all this. How you live your life in Rome under Caesar. Where Christianity is not recognized at all. Illegal. They can hunt you down if they want. That's the deal. But it's a call for your yes. And for my yes. So that hasn't changed. The call is still for you and for me, what do we do with the Gospel? What do we do with Jesus? What do we do with his message of truth? So that's where the text begins, So it's it's a call for you and for me to act, our concrete action. And all of that is based on God's mercies, note, it's premised on God's mercies. Romans 8, God is for us. God is for us. God is for you. The whole promise, John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, the entire world. What do you do with that love? For God so loved the world. And so God is for us is based on the mercies of God. That's where Paul goes here. His kindness to you. His forgiveness to you. His love for you. In spite of all the crap, in spite of all the wrong turns you've taken, the invitation is based on God's mercy. The prodigal son goes off, does whatever the heck he wants, blows his whole inheritance. He comes home, and his father sees him, and his father's running out to see him. Forgiveness, mercy, in spite of it all. His big brother's not very happy about it, but it's mercy. And so God's love is based on his mercies to you and to me. It's all based on that, right? If it's based on how we live our lives, we're all messed up. We're all screwed, at least I am, for sure. God's love, in spite of all the wrong terms. God is for us, God is for you, based on his mercies. And so then our response of faith, what do we do? Offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Offering your bodies means offer yourself. Offer you. Only you can offer yourself. No one else can offer yourself. Only you can do that. That's the one big gift you've got to give to God. Can you give yourself? Do you want to give yourself? Do I want to give myself? That's it, that's all I got, I got nothing else. All the stuff you've collected and I've collected all the years, at the end we leave it all behind, right? The only thing you've got is yourself. Give your bodies as a living sacrifice. You know, you go to these cities, you go to Athens, and the area around the Mars Hill, there, there's temples everywhere. Today, they're standing there. You go there, you go to Athens, and you see all the temples. And sacrifices were being offered in all of these temples. Today, how do you offer a sacrifice? I mean our culture, we're not going around offering sacrifices. They were doing it, they, and they were doing it in all of those temples. You can see them walk around. them. So what is your sacrifice? How do you offer yourself as a living sacrifice? How do we do that? Well, we can give a little bit of money, give our time but ultimately is you giving yourself, and that becomes your spiritual worship. That becomes my spiritual worship, my praise and my worship, offering myself to God. So you and I have to reflect on that, because are we doing that? Only you know if you're offering yourself. Only I know if I'm offering myself. How much of myself am I offering? When do I offer it? Is it just on Sundays? What about the rest of the week? So, this call to action is where Paul starts in Romans 12, 1 2. These are great verses. We'll continue looking at them. But notice what he says, verse 11 Do not lag in zeal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord. So, Paul, writing to Christians in Rome 2,000 years ago, is saying, Do not lag in zeal, be ardent, which means burn. It's literally burn, be burning in the spirit. Just came through Pentecost, serve the Lord. That was his word then and it's his word now. It's easy for us to lag in zeal, we well, notice it off the top. We can become apathetic. We can become apathetic about our entire lives. We can go through our, mor- our emotions, man, just totally bored out of our minds. I read yesterday that gambling in, in, in Ontario is just going crazy something like 11 billion dollars this last year gambled away. So why do we gamble away? Cuz we're totally bored. I'm bored, man. I watch sports. I want to do more than that. So I gamble on the sports. Gamble on somebody hitting a home run. Like we we are a bored society. And we do that outside of church and we do it inside of church. We do it how we live and we do it even our faith apathetic. And that's for all of us. So, you know, Paul says, do not lag in zeal. Be ardent in spirit. Serve the Lord. Yield your life. Thomas Kelly wrote a great book coming out of the Methodist tradition called The Testament of Devotion. And he says that for the majority of Christians, it is not about learning something new. You don't come to church generally to learn something new. You come and the invitation is to yield, to yield yourself on what you already know. You've heard that before, you've been around churches, do not lag in zeal, be ardent, serve the Lord. You're not learning anything new when I say that. The invitation is, will I yield to it? Will I give myself to it? That's the calling. It's always the calling. To yield to what we already know. So, the text begins with a call to action. Secondly, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. That you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Do not be conformed. Phillips, do not be squeezed into the world's mold. Literally that word, s- squeezed is schemes, schema. To the schemes of the world. Do not be conformed to the schemes of the world. What are those schemes? Well I think it's right here. First of all, in Paul's mind, it's works. Trusting in our works. What does that mean? That's how our society works, how it functions. Accomplishments, possessions, success, knowledge, power, money. I heard Donald Trump was was boasting on how much money he has made since he's been out of office. He's earned a billion dollars, one billion. And that's what he's putting out there. Look at me, I've made a billion dollars in the last couple of years. Why? Because our world works on works. Knowledge, power, money, fame, rightness. How do you measure your life? Frequently we measure just like everybody else. What, What have I accomplished? What have I done? Did I have a big job? What was my salary? Where do I live? What's my house like? What kind of car do I drive? All that stuff works. Look at my works. And that's tied to the second one is our ego. Look at me. Me, look at me. Look at me, I'm special. I saw another another article and it was on people who retire, all right, there you go, people who retire. And you know what it was about? People learn that when they retire they find out they're not so special. Isn't that interesting? I retire. I thought I was special. And now I retire and I find I'm not so special. It's one of the reasons why I'm not retiring. (laughs) I want to be special. (laughs) It's as basic as that. Works and ego. I mean, that's how the world works. And Paul is saying we have to be careful because we do the very same thing. We trust in our works. We trust in myself. That is conforming to the world. Rather, Paul says, love one another with mutual affection. Outdo one another in showing love. Verse 10, that's how we're to live. Outdo one another in showing honor. Love one another. Then 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. These, are. these are amazing texts, right? They're inviting us to live in love. Do not be conformed to the world. Works, ego, but be transformed. Be transformed to root for more to. F- Changing, Mortefeo, Christ's transfiguration, metamorphosis, changing on the mountain, caterpillar to a butterfly, changing to the image of Christ, Morphao. change. How do we change? Well, it's to recognize what? By the renewing and the rethinking of your mind, which ultimately means repentance. fatwa means change. Repentance is to turn. Turn around. Turn around from the whole thing on works. Turn around on the whole thing on my ego. Do not be conformed, but be transformed. And ultimately we do that in love. Moving away from how special I am through how important you are. Someone has said you move from live to love, live has got a big I in the middle of it, love has got a big O in it, from I to the other, live to love. Not so easy. Fed by the Spirit. Fed by the Word. Apart from that, you won't. You won't change. I won't change. We won't repent. We won't change. We'll live the very same to the day we die. Look at me, I'm special. So repentance, trusting in the Spirit of God, working in my life, feeding my life, Jesus as my soul food, eating Jesus, trusting, depending, reading His Word, being in His Word. That's how it goes. Paul moves on, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think but to think with sober judgment each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned the big word there is grace interesting that the word grace and the word gifts is essentially the same word, same root to live by grace God is for us God is for us and God is for you and God is also for the person who's sitting beside you. And God is for the person that you maybe on the other side of the church that you don't even like that much. God is for you. God is for him and her. So, grace, God's grace. And then by that, he also gives us gifts. And then, where to use those gifts? Charis is grace. Charismata are the gifts. To use your gifts, my gifts, for him. If we all use our gifts, this place can be a special place, special community in Weston. Weston is so great. What a multicultural, multi-diverse community. Multi-ethnic, multi-religious. It's, it's, You've got everything in this community. And more and more good restaurants, by the way. El Almacen, if you like Latino food go up the street to El Almacen they make empanadas, fresh, every day. they're great just reminds me of Bolivia whenever I go in there and their coffee tastes just like Bolivian coffee live by grace and not only grace, we live in hope notice verse 12, rejoice in hope be patient in suffering persevere in prayer, hope if we only live by the world there is no hope What's going on in Ukraine and Russia? There is no hope there, man. In itself, there's no hope. Where does that end? It just gets worse and worse. Now we're, you know, knocking in cluster bombs that just wipe everybody out in the trenches. How is this a good thing? They may be needed from one perspective, but everybody's dying, man. You can see where that's all going. You ramp that up for another three, four years, who knows where that's going to be? We need to be praying big time about what's going on in that part of the world. In ourselves, we have no hope. In our politicians, forget it, man, there ain't much hope. We know the guys around here, the women around here in I mean, they're, they're good people, they're doing the best. But ultimately, the systems, that's not where it's at. It won't, it won't change, Unfortunately. But we do have hope in Christ. We do have hope that ultimately our planet will do well. Why? Because Christ is doing well, and Christ will do well. So we're in this transition. Ultimately, Christ will return. We sang that in our opening hymn. That is where our hope is, but it is hope. And then that means we can live optimistically, in spite of all the newscasts. grace and hope and patience, patience, patience with one another, long suffering with one another, no longer the law of reciprocity, no longer the law of the jungle, it's no longer you do this to me then I'm going to hit back at you, it's it's called to a a new way of living, a a higher way of living. Politicians do what they do, right? I mean, maybe I shouldn't say this, but whatever. Russia invades Ukraine. Ukraine decides to hit back. And so we have an invader, and now we hit back. Okay, that's how the world works, right? Isn't that the way it works? You hit me, I hit you back. And since then, hundreds of thousands of people have died. On both sides. Good young Russian men and good young Ukrainian men and women, lots of women, and lots of children. Apparently 200,000 Ukrainian kids are missing. They're gone. They've been just ex- exported, if you like, throughout Russia. I mean all of this is terrible, is it not? Because of the law of the jungle. Christ didn't do that. You hit me, I will not hit you back. He doesn't hit back. Peter takes out his sword and chops off the ear of the centurion, what happens? Christ puts his ear back on don't do that. But that's that's how embedded, you know, the law of the jungle is, and you can make arguments for both sides. I'm not saying there shouldn't be a reaction, I'm just saying look at the destruction that has happened. Look at the killing that's happened on both sides. Because if you hit me, I hit you back. It's no no different than going out in the front, somebody comes up to you and hits you, what are you going to do? You're going to hit them back? We are called to patience. Be patient in affliction. Be patient in long-suffering. So by the way, don't leave here and just think about my politics, okay, that's irrelevant. What we're thinking about is being, hearing God's word. Be patient and be devoted to prayer. This is where the real answer is. A continuing yielding of ourselves. Be devoted to prayer. Be devoted to prayer. That is where we are called to be. So the way going forward is grace. It is hope. It is patience. And it is prayer. That's what we need to be doing. As we move forward with the new facility next door, we're advertising that. We have to be devoted to prayer for all of this. What is God's desire for us? Making decisions about how we relate to the community. What is God's desire for us? We all need to be listening, hearing. What is that about? That comes about being devoted to prayer. So if you hear about some things that might be happening, pray. Be devoted to prayer for God's presence in our midst. That's what we want. That's where we're going. Live in love. Where there is no love, put love and you will find love. John of the Cross, right? Will we do that? Look how it ends. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. God is the same past, present, and future. That's where our hope is. God, Christ, the Spirit, past, present, future. So out of all that, what is your concrete action? What is your action? Could be to leave here and never come back. Well, it could be that. Could be here and dive in. Concrete action is your calling, my calling. That's the invitation for us in love. They know, look how they love each other. People in Rome were saying, look how they love each other, I want a little bit of that. So may we hear God's voice, may we say yes to him, may we hear what God is saying in your heart and my heart this morning, in Jesus' name, amen.